Welcome to the Inspired Teacher's Guide Podcast. We are Kim Wilkins and Laura Woldridge, just two teachers trying to podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. Hope everybody's staying warm in this January. Yes. I have my fingers and toes crossed for some snow. (laughs) Some snow. And I'm coming sledding at your house because you have the most fun here. Oh, these (laughs) these boys would love to have a friend join them. Yeah. So last week, Laura, we started a discussion about attention deficit disorder. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you, Kim's done a lot of research, so I'm so glad that she was willing to share. It really zoned my attention. I mean, like Kim said, are you thinking about previous kids you've taught? Absolutely. But just on behaviors that I can help support at at home and and within myself too. Yeah, Yeah, I really, I really feel this um, need to advocate for Mm -hmm. these children. Yeah. Because I'm, I have attention deficit and my son does. And I think, I think we need to advocate for them at school mm-hmm. and at home because yeah. parents don't know what to do. Right. Punishment isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I, and teachers need to learn that too. Punishment isn't going to work. Yeah. It's not going to help build a skill that is needed. No, it isn't. It, and that's where I think I'm, I'm like all on board for us really exploring this because I know kids are getting in trouble for this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say punishment isn't going to work, that doesn't mean that kids don't face consequences. Right, right. Because that's how they learn. Mm-hmm. So there are consequences. You don't get your work done, then you're going to have to take it home and do it at home. Right. It's got to be finished. There, there are consequences. But, um, but consequences without instruction will never make a change. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, my daddy... Uh, was, I mean, he was raised in old school and he had attention deficit as well, but he told me once when David was little, if you just spank him, mm. like I got a spanking when I was little, he, he wouldn't act like that. And I said, I, it, it doesn't work like that. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It never changes. It doesn't help him. It just hurts him. And his lung, love language is physical touch. Mm. So if I spank him, then I have really hurt him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, that did not make any sense to my little daddy, <laughs> but he kept him one night. He spent, David spent the night with him and he called me the next morning on a Saturday morning. Hey, sis. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to have to bring some vet medicine in here. <laughs> I said, well, daddy, I thought a spanking would help him. He goes, no, no, that's not going to help him. Yeah. This little fellow needs that medicine. I just always go back to that quote by Ross Green again. Kids do what they can mm-hmm. and it's adults can do what they can. Yes. And so if you or a child that you're working with is doing behaviors that you know are past development and and not and, and problem causing mm-hmm. that it's our role, really our responsibility to help build these skills. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know which podcast it was, but someone made a statement that has stuck with me and it was never do to a child something that you would not do to an adult. Mm. So if you wouldn't whack mm. an adult on the bottom, then mm-hmm. don't whack a kid on the bottom. Oh, that is good. I mean, if you're not going to get in a kid's, uh, an adult's face and mm-hmm. shame them, then don't shame a child. Yeah. You're right. They will do what they can. Mm-hmm. And when they can't, 
That's where we, as the more knowledgeable other, steps in. Yeah. And we we step in and mm-hmm. take over and give them language give them, and give yes. them ideas. And, and that's what today's episode is yeah. about. So last week we did talk about and learn, I think, a lot mm-hmm. about what attention deficit is and that there are look fors and and there are a lot of look fors a lot of look fors and many have to be present mm-hmm. they have to be present from before the child was 12 years old yeah it doesn't just magically occur mm-hmm. and that it's not something that is caused it's not a behavior that's caused by some other um physical or emotional or mental issue. So we want to make sure that we're not diagnosing online. (laughs) Don't go online and diagnose. Uh There is a website, uh, understood.org has resources that help you look for certain behaviors Mm. that you can then take to your uh, mental health professional and your uh, medical provider. Okay. your professional uh, that's in charge of those kinds of things. So I, I think understood.org it's, it's a website that it's nonprofit. Mm. There's so much information on there, but we will link that in the show. Okay. You know, if a parent comes to you and asked, ask for resources and help for what they can do, maybe that would be a good um, website to put in their hands. And there are videos Mm -hmm. that let's say it's not attention deficit. Maybe it's dyslexia. Mm -hmm. There are videos of kids talking about it. Oh, so powerful. There's a a young man that talks about living with attention deficit disorder and, Mm -hmm. and a young girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used those in trainings before, but they're, they're really, really good to share with parents mm-hmm. because they don't really understand. No, uh-uh. and, and and feel helpless, and then that just kind of yes. continues a downward yeah. spiral. So. so we need to learn how to live with ADHD. Mm-hmm. We tend to think of it as a deficit, not being able to pay attention, but in reality, it's dysregulated attention. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes attending to too many things at one time, or not being able to sustain attention or, or maybe hyper focused attention. I noticed with my son Mm. gaming, you know, he would play video games Mm -hmm. that he he could do that. And parents will say, well, they, they pay attention. They can pay attention. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a hyper focused attention to where they can't think about anything else. So what are some things that we need to know? Well, yeah, this is what yeah. I'm very interested yeah. in and excited about. Well, there's different levels. There, There's moderate attention deficit and mild and okay. severe. Mm-hmm. And my little guy was severe. And I think probably I'm pretty severe too. I'm just, I'm older mm-hmm. and I've learned to cope and I do take medicine. And you've got had lots of experience. And mm-hmm. I go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I still think it's an ongoing Yeah. So as Kim shares these ideas, guys, I want you to really think about who all this support, these, these ideas for support, it could help in your classroom or at home. Right. Because it, I'm, I'm just predicting, but I just have a feeling that the ideas she's going to share are not just going to be for your ADHD kids, but for many kids in your classroom. Yes. So. Right. And maybe you too, maybe you, because if you're like me, you're living with it. Mm-hmm. So attention isn't the same thing as memory. 
It's not the same thing. It's those are both executive functioning skills, but they're not the same thing. Okay. Some interesting information that I gained from understood.org is that it's alertness. Kids have to be alert to attend, to attend in order to pay attention. They have to have be able to select what's important. Mm. So selection, they have to identify what deserves their attention. For example, they have to be able to focus on the tape the teacher and not the lawnmower outside. Yeah. So it's being able to select what it is that they need to pay attention to. And then they have to sustain that attention for an, a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be able to stay reasonably attentive over time. And this could be for three minutes or it could be as they get older for 40 minutes of a class. Yeah. So having little breaks in there as teachers Mm -hmm. are so important because they cannot sustain that. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about how important our language is, movement is, like all these things to help um, attain attention and maintain attention um, because that is that's going to be huge in helping Mm -hmm. them. And all your other kids too. Right. I love that. It's just being alert, just being aware that something important is coming out. Right. So maybe we could have them, you know, the most important thing, repeat it with us, you know, right. just doing simple little things that would alert them that this is important. Right. Because they don't know how mm-hmm. to sustain that and they don't know how to pick out what the important thing is. They don't know how to select the important thing right. and stick to it. And they don't know how to shift their attention briefly when new information is introduced. Mm. They may still be thinking about that other thing right. that you were talking about. I'm just thinking, okay, so this is huge for turn and tell your neighbor what yes. we need to remember. Yes. Um, you know, take a moment and write down your thoughts. Stop and jot. Stop and jot and then share it. And then, you know, uh, just how important all these engagement tricks we've learned right. are really brain. I mean, it is brain friendly. That's right. So mm-hmm. the alertness could happen at the beginning of the lesson mm-hmm. when you say, okay, today we're going to learn how to plan an essay. Yeah. Turn and tell your neighbor what we're going to learn today. Mm-hmm. So now we're learning, we're, we're alert. Right. And then, so it's not just, you know, cause a lot of your principles are forcing you to share your objective and you're thinking, Oh gosh, I don't want to do that. Um, so it's not just being compliant, but that is something that alerts attention. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, kid friendly language. Yeah. I think about in math, typically when I'm teaching in math, lesson, you know, I'm like, are you ready mathematicians, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get them fired up yeah. and that's doing a shift itself, especially if you're in a self-contained room where you're teaching all the subjects and, um, you know, you've just finished reading and now you're going into math. That moves to that shifting, mm-hmm. being able to shift my attention from what I've been doing to what I'm going to do next. Right. Yeah. Uh, Lori Myers, she's one of my favorite uh, third grade teachers, but she she would sing um, a little song as she shifted to reading. And that was the signal, you know, so just what can you do to alert attention, but also ease the shift? Yeah. I played music in between. Mm. So there were certain musical pieces that I, that signaled different activities Mm -hmm. like Come, I started a song that came to the carpet. Yeah. I didn't even have to say come to the carpet. I they stood knew. up, pushed their chair up, 
came to the carpet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I would have loved to have been in your room. <laughs> I think it was a pretty fun place. Oh, I bet so. A lovely yeah. place. So here are some things we can do to help kids and ourselves mm -hmm. and our own children mm -hmm. at home doing homework. Um, we, number one, break assignments into smaller pieces, mm -hmm. smaller parts, and give them time limits and use a timer. Okay. So I did this with grading at the collegiate level, which was an absolute nightmare. Yes. Charlotte, I feel for you. Um, but, you know, grading was so tremendous. And so I would only spend an hour. So I had all these classes, but I would only spend an hour on, let's say, my methods class. And then I would force myself to shift and grade another class. Mm -hmm. And even though I was still grading, just doing it for an hour and doing another hour, it broke it up, it broke it up and made it better. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't do that with kids an hour, but I'm just giving an adult example of breaking something up. Uh, there's a lady I follow for years. I followed her, the fly lady, and she is all about taking care of your house, house cleaning. Oh, she's your shine your sink girl. Shine your sink girl. <laughs> shine your sink every night. But she says, set a timer for 15 minutes and you're going to do uh, organizing for 15 minutes and that's mm -hmm. it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And kids can too. Yeah. So giving them time limits, setting a timer and creating a timeline with them. So when David was in junior high, the kid never got his work finished. <laughs> never got his work finished at school. And he would um, come home with all this algebra. Well, if you give 50 problems to a kid who oh. has attention deficit, it might as well be a million. Yeah. So what I did was I would let him play his video game. I'm going to set the timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. You can play your video game. And when this timer goes off, you have to stop and we'll come and work on math for 15 minutes. Okay. And it worked so well. Mm. The first time, not so well. He said, I don't want to stop. I'm almost finished. Uh -huh. And I say, no, you have to stop. You have to stop. Mm -hmm. I'm going to plug it. And back then it would, you'd lose your memory. Right. So uh, he would stop and then we would come and work mm -hmm. on that. And the, the interesting thing that happened with him was eventually he would say, but I only have like 15 more problems or five more problems. Let me finish my math. And I'd say, no, we're going to take a break. Mm -hmm. And then he was ready to come back to it. And I remember that I, I recommended that to his math teacher, his junior high algebra teacher. Uh -huh. And she called me. And I told her, I said, just set a timer, give him a page, fold it over and say, you have to work this many, mm -hmm. 10. I said, give him 10. You got to work 10. Come and let me check them. If you get eight of them right, you can move on. And she said, I'm doing that with all my students now. Mm. Well, that's great formative assessment right yeah. there. Yeah, but and, and that's not necessarily a big break, like they're going to do something else. It's just a, like, I've reached this goal. Oh, yes. You know, like yeah. a little success booster. And kids have trouble setting timelines. Oh, they so do. So let's think about if they have a project mm -hmm. to do. 
for them, for our students as a teacher and as a parent, we want to give them a timeline, mm-hmm. kind of like you did in your yeah. college class. Oh man, I was I would walk over to the calendar and I'd say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, when when can we have this done? Every table, make a proposal about when this can be done, mm-hmm. and it almost always ended up when I wanted it to, or even sometimes earlier. Earlier, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. But that's you know, with support of their table mates and they were practicing time management. Yes. And 22 to 25 year olds need help doing that. So a 10 year old, an eight year old, major support. And you know that guys, because you see it in your own homes, in your classrooms. It's like, I would always say they have no awareness of time. (laughs) They don't. And And to be honest, as an adult with attention deficit, mm-hmm. I'm not a good time manager mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I'm often late or extremely early, not because I'm not late because I'm, I'm thinking I, I just lose track of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just completely lose yeah. track oh, of time. That's Sunday or mornings to, for me. <laughs> oh, I try to pile too many things in there. Yeah. yeah. So creating a timeline with them. Okay, another thing we can do is chunk like writing assignments or chunk like tasks. So it's difficult. Remember, we said they have trouble shifting. Mm -hmm. So if we're having them analyze, we can't have them analyze and compare and contrast Mm. at the same time. Or we can't have them analyze and justify or Mm -hmm. explain and justify at the same time. We need to break whatever those assignments are up for them. Even though we've said in this piece, we're going to justify, explain, and uh, compare. Okay. Can't do it. Yeah. Just too much. No. So for these students, we're going to give them, okay, at first, we're just going to analyze this. Mm -hmm. And this is how you're going to do it with a graphic organizer. They need graphic organizers. Yeah. So now then you're going to come back. Okay. So now then we've analyzed it. Let's compare. Mm -hmm. these, And that will be faster because they've read it once. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they will actually get it finished. Mm -hmm. But but otherwise they're going to look at all that and there's just too much. It's not manageable Mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. The other thing, and we did this with my, grandson, and I do it with myself, is to use a highlighter okay, to in, attend to the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And they need help because, you know, then their page will be just yellow. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah identifying it's, what is yes. important. And especially like in directions, Laura. Mm-hmm. So let's say that the directions say, read the paragraph, underline the main idea, um, write down the supporting details. Mm-hmm. Well, they may not get all that. So right. you want to highlight, read, underline, list. Mm-hmm. Those are three things they have to do. do. They don't need to highlight that whole thing. Right. So, and then they can come back and look, what am I supposed to read? Yes. What am I supposed to do? Right. You know, I like that. Yeah. I just think about that, like chunking, you know, so many times, we don't even realize it. I'm, this is me. I'm, I'm putting in the way is, you know, I'm asking the kids to do so much, like listen as I read this and do this mm-hmm. and do that. And maybe I just need to say, listen to me, read this. Yes. And after we've read it now, I'm going to read it again, maybe, or, or I think we can it. just do it, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, take, 
listening and taking notes, I would always say, I do not want you to see you pick up your pen until we have this discussion. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is with adults, you know, let's have this discussion about, you know, um, discipline versus management. Don't be taking notes as you have the discussion because what happens to you guys, you lose track, you let your, your writing and then you're not a participant. And even if you're just a listener, if you're writing notes, then you're not truly listening. No, you're not. So being sure that and you can't sh- shift that attention and multitask. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would say I will come back and we will make sure that we get down what we have to have down for notes, but do not note take as I'm, as I'm talking or as we're talking. And that was, you know, you'd see them, they jump for their pen and I'd be like, no, put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, because th- th- that's the way they've done it. But I would say you cannot, you cannot listen and you cannot take notes well at the same time. No. So, and that's even for someone who does not have attention deficit. And so that is definitely the chunking will be huge for you. You will get gains out of that. Huge. You have to chunk things Mm -hmm. together for them and help them see what goes together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other thing is help them gather everything they need before they start. Yeah. This is a big problem for me. Mm. Even cooking a meal. When I think, and also think about how can you support them by having things near, but not at their fingers if they'll need it later. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would have students put things underneath their chair that they don't need right now, but they will need in a bit. Right. And so then that's not there to distract them. Mm -hmm. Oh, think about your laptops, people, or your iPads. You know, if, if y'all, if, if y'all, if you guys do not need them, then get it out of the way, remove it as a distraction. That's right. So it, I think it's important to, we gather all the necessary, necessary things, but we also eliminate what is unnecessary. Unnecessary things. That's right. Mm -hmm. If they're going to need a pencil, a paper, graphic organizer, and um, talking cubes or talking whatever, cubes, mm-hmm. then that all needs to be there. Yeah. So helping them have all their materials prior to beginning so they're not having to get up. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when I get up? I've lost all that. Now I'm thinking about that boy over there. Boy, he's got a fidget spinner. <laughs> And that's a really cool fidget spinner. It lights up. And I don't have that fidget spinner. So that's where like a table bin would be super helpful to you. Or just every student has a little box um, where they keep those little supplies that they may need or something like that would be huge. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's big. Okay. I say this a lot, but behavior therapy and training for parents Mm. as well as students. Yeah. Students um, with ADHD may experience depression and or anxiety Mm. and a low self-esteem. And we don't want any of those things for any child. No. I'm so fortunate that I grew up in the house that I grew up in. My, I mean, I I had no idea that I had all these issues. (laughs) Because my parents were really good yeah, about oh, your sweet encouraging mom and, and finding our strengths. But um, I do even now have a lot of anxiety mm. 
And it's real easy to sink down into depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't cause depression, but it's often comorbid. So since school and life and work is challenging for yeah. someone with ADHD mm-hmm. or and people who have regulating issues with their attention, we have a great deal of anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. And what happens with anxiety? We're still more inattentive. Right. We're still, we're fidgeting. It's more. feeding it. It's feeding the monster. Yeah. So as a, just as a parent and personally, I always advocate for mental health mm-hmm. um, support and yeah. behavior therapy. And, you know, those resources are at your school. Um, so definitely something that you can advocate for your kids to get. I think so too, Lauren. I think, I think we need to, in schools, offer support for parents. Mm. We, we talk about parental involvement, but we don't often give them tools. They yeah. Need. Yep. And they're really, they're doing what they know to do. Mm-hmm. If they weren't trained on how to deal with that, or perhaps they're, maybe they have attention deficit disorder and they never learned right. how to cope mm-hmm. and deal and live with that. Um, I think we really need to offer that as support for parents as well. Oh man. So, you know, I just was thinking about how all these schools do the math, not the literacy, not, but man, if you did a behavior, not, oh, wow. You, you wouldn't have to feed them. Probably they would come. Thanks. Um, that you give really practical tools and the PR, you know, is, you know, your kids are struggling with attention. Your kids have impulse control issues. Come tonight and yeah. find out information and you've got a trained professional doing it. Parents will be there. That's right. But, and there are professionals who would love to come in. Oh, absolutely. And offer support to parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to make the better world better. Oh, for sure. And that happens through educating people. Mm-hmm. Because if we train this group of parents and then these kids are learning these strategies and they'll teach their kids. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. Yeah, that's true. So we need to help our kids focus and complete assignments because most of the problems they have, their mm-hmm. grades, I, I know this as a teacher and as a parent, it's not because they didn't do well on the test. They, they're smart. They know right. the information. It's because they didn't do any of the assignments. They didn't <laughs> or they didn't work. attend to the directions and or, they didn't, or they didn't right. follow directions mm-hmm. or they, and air quotes again, they had careless mistakes. Yeah. So one way you can do that is to help them get started right away. Okay. Don't allow time to pro- procrastinate. So we have problems with time mm-hmm. and timelines and time management. So it's best to help help the students get started and chunk it and help them make a timeline and use a calendar if okay. necessary. Mm-hmm. If it is not on my calendar, it does not happen. No, if I don't have a reminder. Oh, Lord. Case in point. <laughs> We had a teacher's meeting. Now, we don't have a lot of teacher's meetings at my school, but we had a teacher's meeting in December. We talked about it at lunch. We had a teacher's meeting. We got an email. We got a teacher's meeting this afternoon, bring X, Y, and Z. At lunchtime, they're like, don't forget, we got a teacher's meeting. And okay. And well, I had a student until 3.30, a little boy that I work with. So I take him out to meet his parents and I'm walking back down the hall and I'm thinking, wow. Everybody has gone home already. It's just 3.30. I can't believe it. They've left their doors open. I guess they left their doors open for the custodians to uh-huh. make it easier. 
she left her music on. There's a lot of cars in the parking lot. I guess there's a basketball game. Never occurred to me. There's a teacher's meeting. Till the next morning, I pull up and I'm like, oh, stars. Those <laughs> people teacher's weren't meeting. gone. They were at the teacher's meeting. Oh. So if it is not up and forefront, yeah. I will not remember it. And if I'm this age, then yeah, an eight-year-old's not going to. Or well, I think about, you know, like with, if it's a test, you know, even though we wouldn't have a calendar, we could say, okay, you've got 45 minutes. You know, how can we use that 45 minutes? Mm -hmm. And that would be great to do with all your kids. Yes. You're thinking about, yeah. okay, so we've got, you have a writing prompt or a, an open response math and you've got these problems. So what would be good uh, markers to check um, if you're, if you're pacing right and then, or pacing well or whatever, and that would be good for you. Okay, guys, we're at the 15-minute mark, and we discussed that you were hoping to have these six problems worked. Check yourself. Are you at mm -hmm. five or six? Mm -hmm. uh, that, that is scaffolding. Yeah. I did that a lot with writing. Mm -hmm. like we need so much help. Yes. Yeah, so we would, we would brainstorm together typically, mm -hmm. and I would have already modeled. But then we would set a timer. We're going we're gonna to fill out our graphic organizer. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to use that graphic organizer and we're going to, I'm going to set a timer and we're going to write our introduction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's all we're going to do mm -hmm. because that's manageable. Yeah. So I think that that's helpful. Um, keep your directions simple. Oh, yeah. Don't get talking concise. like me. Yes. Be clear. <laughs> well, I'm not. Yes. You do. You do a great job. But be clear and concise. Linda Dorn used to say that clear and concise language. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. You, if you give them a list of directions and you tell it to them and it's not listed up somewhere for them to see, they may hear the last thing you said. Oh, yeah. Or they may get it all jumbled up. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, but you said, well, yeah, I said that, but I also said <laughs> this and this. So um, they won't get it all straight. Mm -hmm. A long list for a student with ADHD seems insurmountable. Okay. Give them one or two directions at a time. Write them down. And have them and highlight, like we said before, highlight mm -hmm. the important parts and have them check it off. Yeah. And so that's one thing. Keep okay. it simple. Use a timer. Mm. Use a timer. I live with a timer. If I don't, I wouldn't get things done. I, I have to have that tool. And so do students. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed this at home that if if I say, okay, boys, we're going to clean up the house, that it doesn't really happen. But a few weeks ago, I got a piece of notebook paper and I wrote down everything, um, you know, like laundry, um, dusting, uh, sweep the kitchen. Like I just listed everything. And so I had the boys come in and I'm like, choose three things. And so they chose three things off the list. And I did too. And then I'm like, okay, let's your first circle. So they had also had to number them for your first circle. Go do that right now. Oh, that was good. And so, so you chunked it. Yeah, I chunked it and choice was involved. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I was working with some teachers the other day and they were talking about how like, oh my gosh, the, um, assignments that they have to give with their curriculum were taking the kids so long. You know, some kids finished it in a minute, but most of the kids were really struggling. And um, I said, well, 
why don't you or the class together choose some that are worked first? So one, number one, number four, number eight, number 12, Mm -hmm. that girls and boys that has to be worked first, and then you go work the other problems. And so then you know which problems you're going to review together Mm -hmm. um, or that you want to grade or whatever, the most important ones. Um, So then they have some choice. They have some choice. So I have found embedding choice where I can is very powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. And and yes. I and I have attention issues in my house, and so and and I found when I involve choice that it is better. Yeah, choice chunk, choice chunk, <laughs> choice and chunk, mine and, and chime and for chime. time. <laughs> yes, little chime <laughs> when the timer goes off. Yeah. Okay, mindfulness and breathing. Mm. Those are those are so important. Mm-hmm. Thinking things through, talking to yourself, using positive self-talk and those breathing exercises to calm that anxiety. That is, that's huge for mm-hmm. kids. I think that would, it's just going to help you be, it's going to help you sh- uh, sift through your thinking and then possibly shift mm-hmm. or calm down so you can be alert. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other day I, I was at home and I had 15,000 things to do. And it was like, my mind was so keyed up that I could not have worked, you know? And so I stopped, I did some breath work and I was more productive than I would have been. But I was just like, my mind is too full to think, you know? Um, And so I think we have kids that feel that way too. I do too. I I know that I'm like that, you know, we're moving Mm -hmm. and I've got that on my mind and trying to finish a house and, and work and the podcast Mm -hmm. and social, you know, like, and then your regular responsibilities. Yeah. Also wash the sheets. Yeah. The socks. Um, yeah. So the other one is be open-minded about what students need. Okay. Yeah. If you don't have ADHD, you probably don't understand the need for Mm -hmm. whatever it is background noise. Some kids need it. Some kids don't. Right. Some kids need some headphones just to block it out. When I was taking my comps um, after I, I, for my master's after grad school, I was uh, in a room with everybody else taking their comps and they were on their computer and, and the tapping. Typing, yeah. I had, I had asked my professor if I could have some headphones on mm-hmm. just to listen to some music because I could not concentrate because even though it is quiet it becomes oh it was terrible it's like all you can hear i couldn't even think Mm -hmm. about what i needed to write and then help your students your children see their accomplishments oh i think and how sweet is that no matter how old they are ladies and gentlemen i mean it's just it's huge praise and confirm Mm -hmm. i remember when i was in college we had taken a test i was in college and this i was grown and I had gotten, the t- professor had passed out our test that we had taken, and she just walked by me and patted me on the mm-hmm. back because I'd done really well mm-hmm. on this particular test. She didn't say anything, but that was huge to me. Yeah. It was a big deal. So use calendars, okay. smaller assignments, reminder systems, like mm-hmm. you said, organization systems for kids. Gamify things if you can make it into a game, game yeah, yeah, label mm-hmm. everything so that they know where things go, and that goes back to that organization. Mm-hmm. And 
And I think prompt them, you know, like, okay, what can we do to help remember this? What can we do to prioritize this? Just having those, you know, making them do the thinking too. And you might be doing the majority of the thinking, but you're activating those skills. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. It is. And please, please, please don't ever tell them to try harder. Oh, yeah. They're trying as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, just notice and appreciate their accomplishments. Yeah. I see you doing this. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? And they may not have the verbal skills to do it. Um, but then you can try something to help. Right. For parents, I would, I would really limit things with red food coloring Mm -hmm. in the classroom too. Mm -hmm. I would be very conscientious about the treats that I offer to students. Um, The gut microbiome role and the gut brain axis is increasingly evident and it contributes to conditions like ASD and ADHD. Now, I don't think that's the total cause. Oh, right. But I think it exacerbates some problems. Mm -hmm. So really making sure that kids are getting good, rich vegetables Mm -hmm. and fruits. And water. And water, lots of water. Mm -hmm. Making sure that they're eating well. Remember we said in the last episode, they don't always, there, there was a study that was done that showed that kids who had attention deficit tend to make poor choices in Mm -hmm. foods. So having opportunities for kids to eat a very well-balanced, healthy diet is important and staying away from just fake food. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, they don't need, they don't need sugary snacks. Um, Just making sure that we we need 31 different vegetables a week. 31? Yes. What? Yes. Okay. I'm, I need to do some work. This is why I've started the green smoothies. Okay. Can you get some in there? Could try to get some Mm -hmm. every day. Um, and you might, as a parent, you might try to think about what just noticing in your child, what triggers your child, yeah. what they may have an allergy to. I mean, it, it, some people can't eat eggs. Mm-hmm. Some people can't eat uh, nuts. Some people, um, we don't know. Every person's body is different. different right. So just kind of noticing your own child, mm-hmm. but really at school being cautious and conscientious about what we're sharing with with kids. Um, There are several places you can go. There's attitudemag.com. The Mm understood.org that you mentioned earlier. How to ADHD is a a little, it's on YouTube. Uh Her name is Jessica McCabe. Okay. And she does all these videos on how to ADHD and she's written a book as well. <laughs> Goodness. Um, those, those are some really good places to look mm-hmm. easy that you can practical advice, practical advice. Mm-hmm. But, but that little Jessica McCabe, she's wonderful. She lives with ADHD and she talks to brains and she talks to hearts. Oh. She talks to the brains who have ADHD and she talks to the hearts who love someone who has ADHD. Oh, she's we so need to check her out. Oh, she's wonderful. So go on YouTube, Jessica McCabe, just put her in. Okay. She's on there. Go to chad.org. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And um, is that with two D's or mm -hmm, okay. two D's? Mm -hmm. C H A D D and then um, understood.org. Those are great resources. Hmm. Well, I'm excited because I feel a little more equipped to help structure. And I just think, you know, if you work principals, if you're working with, so we're all those papers, principals, if you are working with adults and trainers who, trainers who train, um, <laughs> you know, do trainings, these things need to be structured into your um, instruction with adults too. Yes, your professional learning mm -hmm. needs to be. Yeah how to how to work with this one and five mm -hmm. well may, and maybe you know if you you can try these supports on yourself or with a small group and then start implementing it with your whole classroom um i just invite you to start trying mm -hmm. some scaffolds and, and see what power it gives you when you're cleaning your house or when you're doing laundry or whatever yeah. you know how can how can you help yourself and then how can you help others? That's right. So. ADHD is a hard, hard, uh, quit that. ADHD is hard for kids in school, mm -hmm. but it often becomes very beneficial in life mm -hmm. because you can think outside the box yeah. and you have these strengths, but to sit in a classroom, it's just not the most pleasant thing. So mm -hmm. we need to really be conscious of what we're doing in our classrooms to accommodate for them. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for this information. All right, listeners, as always, we hope we've inspired you and empowered, equipped all the, all the positive all words. The <laughs> so um, if you will please share this information with others, parents, your Sunday school teachers, anybody, because I promise you, if you are leading your soccer coaches, Yes. Attention issues become very apparent at a night practice. Um, th this information can be powerful for all. Yes. So. All right. As always, thank you for listening, guys.